Bushimichi here with your daily takeaway podcast. You're going to hear a lot of cold weather chat in today's show, mm. as we did on yesterday's show. Richie, of course, with his... Uh, need a snappy name for your... The Richie Firth Patent Pending Windscreen Cold Weather Removal System. It runs right off the tongue, doesn't Thank it? Thank you. Uh, one other thing I noticed this morning about it being cold and trying to de-ice the car, and you'll find out how I got on using Richie's method in the show. Why do they make the lids of de-icers so bloody difficult to get off? I know. Why is that? Is I that, know. Do they have to be that difficult to get off? Um, you don't need to get them off if you correctly oh. use the Richie Firth Patent Pending Windscreen Cold Weather Removal System. I kind of walked into that, didn't I? Here's the show. This is Bush and Rich's Day. Takeaway. On yesterday's show, we were talking about uh, your legacy, Richie, and you, you were saying your legacy will be your patented way of de-icing the windscreen by positioning the fans and turning the heating on, that it's kind of thing. It certainly seems to be what I'm leaving the world at this stage. Uh, and in, on yesterday's show, you remember, you even actually released your own little uh, public information yeah. uh, film about you it. You too can have a clear windscreen in minutes without ruining a credit card, boiling a kettle or scratching your screen. Start by settling yourself in the warmth of the driver's seat. No need to hang around in the cold here. Start the engine and then put both your sun visors to 45 degrees from the roof of the car. There you I'll go, there's you explain. A little bit like a local uh, uh, jeans company advertising <laughs> when you're at the cinema in the 80s. Uh, so I tried it. I tried your uh, method of uh, um, defrosting the windscreen this morning in the car. It's great, no- isn't it? Normally I walk the girls to school, yeah. okay, for the school run, but I was so late this morning. Uh, my other half, Katie, was working in London, so I was in charge of the school run this morning. Absolutely ballsed it up really yeah, badly. Okay. So thought, right, we're going to have to get in the car. So speed was key. Uh, so I did all the bits that you, you, you talked about yesterday as part of the methods, which, you know, de-icer, the air vents, heating on, that kind of thing. The only question I've got, and this is where I'm left a little bit, uh, you know, ambig- ambiguous about the your, your tried and trusted method yeah. is, what happens about condensation? Because I'd, I de-iced the, the windscreen, the ice had gone and everything, yeah. but we were waiting to go, but it was completely loads of, like, steam and condensation on the window. And it made me think, do I need to get myself a chamois leather? No! I've no, not no, 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 even no, no. said the word chamois leather in about 25 years, but are they still a thing? So I remember my granddad used to get in the car and do the old... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it like he was kind of, like, cleaning the porthole of a submarine so he could see through it? Is that still a thing? Honestly, you don't need to use the chamois leather because modern cars have air conditioning. Honestly, they can drive the Chamois Leather Corporation out of business. But a Chamois Leather's still out there. I think I might have seen them. They've got a very uh, exotic spelling. Chamois they, Leathers well? are still out there, but they are living behind the lie that is air conditioning. They don't want you to know that you don't need them anymore. Well, if you've got air conditioning, that's going to remove the moisture from the car. You don't need your Chamois Leather. Because I even got a uh, kind of few tissues out of my pocket and gave it an old little clean this morning. I don't know. I kind of liked it. It took no, me back to the olden days. Don't do it. Don't touch the windscreen because th- there'll be a moment where you're driving along in hours to come and then it started to fog back over and you'll see all your smeary white marks. Just use your aircon. Uh, Ian says, I haven't seen a chamois leather since the late 70s when it sat alongside the road metal tin of travel suites. <laughs> Are they still out there? Are they still a thing? It's 8.12.15. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. A couple of people come back in saying... Uh, do uh, submarines have portholes? No. They've got windows though, right? No, what you are thinking of, this is the Beatles' fault. You are thinking of the yellow submarine and the classic cartoon ah. and there was like three little portholes in it. That's the Beatles' Por- Submarines don't have portholes. So you can't see at all? No, you can't. That's what the periscope's for. You dive all those leagues under the sea. You don't want glass. I always get I always get that Beatles thing mixed up with the hunt for Red October. <laughs> always get those two mixed up. Um, so look, is it a thing that you do? Uh, Goblin on Twitter says 
says uh, he once used a hamburger bun top and it worked shockingly well. Maybe this is the addition to your uh, tried and tested patented method, Richie. Uh, which is still up on the Absolute Radio socials. Uh, I explain everything on there, so go and check it out. Uh, air conditioning, that's what you didn't use this morning, that's what you should have done. It would have removed the moisture from the air. Don't be displacing it with a chamois leather. As you pointed out so rightfully about ten minutes ago, they are a thing that sit with boiled sweets. OK, well, let's try and get to the bottom of this. So you don't really see chamois leathers around much these days. We've got Tim on the line uh, with a bit of chamois leather intel. Tim, take it away. Yeah, well, it, it weren't really about that. I just wondered, maybe there's not as many chamois leathers. We were on, on holiday in uh, northern Italy in Dolomites. I went past a sign that said, the chamois, like a mountain goat. And I just thought, that sounds like chamois, like chamois leather. I wonder if that's it. And I looked it up and it was. So that's where it comes from. What? Chamois leathers from, from a mountain goat. So you're cleaning the inside of your windscreen? With, with an Italian with goat. With an Italian goat. That's mad, that, isn't it? It's changed everything. I was quite impressed with my granddad with using one then back in the day. Now I just think the man's an animal. Yeah. And I, just, I, I thought I'd tell my son that, and he obviously weren't interested in... I thought it were a good fact, but... No, it's a really good, good fact. I've gone 46 years without knowing that a chamois leather was an Italian goat. It's an Italian goat. Well, you, yeah, you've got there friends you go. here, uh, my friend. <laughs> we, we, we respect you, and we love that uh, fact. That's fantastic. Okay. Next time you've got an anecdote and you think your son's going to be bored, 0330-123-1215, talk to Bush and Ritchie. Forget about him. Right, old mate. Someone here says, still uses chamois leather in the car when I'm not cleaning the windows. I use it to clean my glasses. That's good intel. And Cathy's got her own painted method, Ritchie, to rival yours. Says, to make life easier for defrosting the windscreen, I just put a reusable car dehumidifier cushion overnight and the windscreen is clear in the morning. When the cushion soaks up so much, you microwave it, let it cool, and off you go again. That's very clever. She wants maybe 20% of your business. <laughs> I don't want to move on that quickly, though, from the person who says that once they've cleaned their windscreen, they're cleaning their glasses with the same shiny leather. Just think about how filthy those lenses are. It's absolutely rank. We do have listener Paul on the line who wants to take you to task about this very issue. Paul, take it away. Um, basically, your aircon won't work when the ambient temp's below five degrees. Uh, it oh. stops the system freezing up. So, yes, the AC does demist the car, but not below five degrees. Wow, OK. So imagine Richie's gone on Dragon's Den with his idea about the patented, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. windscreen frost removal system. You'd be the uh, Deborah Meaden. You, you, you bide your time doing that thing that she does with her hands and then absolutely polax him with this <laughs> issue that it doesn't work before below five degrees. Sorry to blow his little bubble, but, yeah, it doesn't work. Richie, well, do you want to go to the wall? Have a, Paul, have a think? Give me time to go back to the wall <laughs> and come back. All I would say to you, Paul, is obviously when you've been sat in the car for a little bit of time and the car's warming yeah. up and all that kind of thing yeah, and, yeah, the, yeah. and the blowers have started defrosting all the stuff on the outside and all that kind of thing, the temperature inside the car is now above five degrees because there's warmth, there's my body and all that kind of thing, which will then yeah. make the... Sorry? It's exterior temperature, so it's when it's... Five, below five degrees outside, not inside, oh outside. OK, so uh, um, <laughs> Peter Jones has now uh, uh, piped up and has picked up on an issue on this uh, dragon's den. So he's lost two dragons now. <laughs> but uh, All right, now Tuka Suleiman's just spoken up and he says, what do you, what, what do, you do, he, Paul? What's he your never, job? He never invests in anything, Tuka Suleiman, by what's, the way. What's your job, Paul? Um, I work for Porsche uh, on cars. Oh, you were oh. hoping he had a job, like <laughs> nothing to do with cars. <laughs> Heading for the lift and going home. Brilliant. Good to speak to you, man. And you guys. This is the Daily Takeaway. Tuesday's no repeat guaranteed done and dusted and back on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show tomorrow morning from uh, from nine. I, f- I feel bad. I don't want to correct you, like because obviously you've you've been putting your place a little bit about this air conditioning thing by the fellow that worked at Porsche earlier on, etc. It's actually Wednesday today. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I was just thinking it was Tuesday. I was actually just thinking of doing a two for Tuesday, and it's not, is it? You've been very, like, pizza-obsessed recently. That's why you're back on the app, are you? I am back on there. No no furthinator for me tonight, that's for sure. That's not... Clearly, that's not an official... Uh... That's what I call my create-your-own. Oh, right. What do you, just so we know what a furthinator is, what, what do you have? Ham, what's in beef it? and garlic butter. How, so you, That is the furthinator. Is that the best name you... you that's can, what I've come up with. I reckon that it deserves... That's a good combo, that. I think it deserves a better name. Ham, beef, garlic butter is the furthinator. That's what I call it. Rob in Cardiff says, uh, Richie's Pizza should be called the GBH. The garlic butter, beef and ham. I see what they've done. There's a bit of a problem in there somewhere. Uh, ham, beef and garlic butter, that's the Parisian farmyard, says Andy. Is that a compliment? Well... <laughs> Parisian farmyard? Not really, no. Sounds like a Pink Floyd album. <laughs> yeah. uh, Joanne Forster says, the Gimme a Gaviscon special. Oh, come on. Come on, Joanne. Uh, Lloyd is in Essex calling it the Beef Repeat Guarantee. I like that. A nod, obviously, to uh, the No Repeat Guarantee. No Going surprise. slightly down Joanne's thing about Gaviscon and something repeating on you as well, possibly. Uh, Mike in Staffordshire saying, as I came mm. up with the idea, son of a rich... Oh, yeah, that's good. It's not bad, is Again, it? Again, all of these little tiny slaps in the face. I would like to keep it as the furthinator, if that's okay, because that's what I've named it. And I, do, I, I don't think I'm the only person in life to have come up with something, create something, and give it your own name. You, everyone does it, quite often with food or yeah. just a system. So I'm sure you have named something you've created. We've got this thing in our house, right, where uh, my other half, Katie, will leave clothes on the floor when she's getting changed. And what ha- happens with that ball of clothes on the floor, it pulls in my clothes. So if mm-hmm. I leave my clothes anywhere near it, it gets bundled in, yeah. and then I'll lose socks or jeans for months. I call it a Katie slick. That's great. Like an oil slick. There you go, that's what it is. Moves around the house. Yeah, it's a Katie slick. Gets bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. <laughs> Katie Slick. So if you have named something, if you have created something, tell us what it is that you have named and created. We'd like to uh, hear your creative ideas, please. And one of the greatest um, uh, creations ever, there was, do you remember there was a, a documentary years ago about, uh, I think it was Britain's Fattest Man. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy who used uh, duct tape on the top of his head called Jackie. Right. And he used to call his hairstyle that was made of duct tape Jackie's Little Creation. <laughs> and I've been obsessed with it ever since. I like that. It's a great creation. Celebrate it. Uh, 8 12, 15 to text us. Sam's in Glasgow says, I created the Weetamix. Oh. It's mushed up Weetabix with the fruit of your choice mixed through. It's a game changer. I think it might be a psychopath. <laughs> Uh, Andrea says, my husband doesn't like shepherd's pie because the mash is on top of it. He likes it separately. So I call it the shepherd's pie my way. I call him a weirdo. <laughs> uh, Dan in Newcastle says, otherwise it's just a stew, isn't it? It is just, just a, a stew, stew. yeah. A Andrew, you stew. tell your husband that. Uh, Dan in Newcastle says, hi guys, I'm the genius creator of what is known as the star splosion. Oh, I yeah. grab one of each flavour starburst, squish them together and roll them into a ball and it tastes amazing. I want to run to the news agents right now and try that. <laughs> that is so wrong. Uh, we've got Penny on the line who's kind of created a soup, haven't you, Penny? Oh my goodness. Um, just basically a root vegetable... Uh, concoction, what you know, whatever I had in the fridge. So is this for the kids? Potato- yeah, three okay. girls. Okay, um, well, tell us. Let's let's start with the name and then and give us the detail. What's it called? Tutti Rooty. <laughs> Tutti Rooty. <laughs> what are we having for dinner tonight? Tutti Rooty. Root vegetables, yeah. kids. Is that because uh, you know kids really don't want to eat veg? You know, trying to make it sound fun, exactly. knock about, and interesting. Absolutely, um, particularly my youngest Annie, who. Um, has a complete aversion to all vegetables. Okay, so do you sing like when you're making it to the rude? Oh, really? To the rude. Sing and dance around the kitchen. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. It's a bit like the shake and vac advert. As a bit of a vegetable dodger myself, what would be in the tutti rooty? Um, potatoes, carrots, 
Parsnips. Okay. Um, celery. Oh, my God. It's, right. it's almost like you've kind of blended every single awful vegetable in one go. <laughs> Richie's Sound of the Season. Welcome to Sound of the Season. We have identified a sound effect familiar at Christmas. You've got to guess what it is. Uh, here's the sound, very quickly. Uh, up for grabs, how many Absolute Radio coffee mugs? Unbelievably, three Absolute Radio coffee mugs uh, for that sound, which is not a staple gun and not a nutcracker. That's what we've had so far. Let's go to the phones and meet tonight's contestant. He's called Jason. Jason, where are you calling from? I'm calling from East Kilbride in Scotland. Is it really cold up there? It's bitter, yes. <laughs> okay, but are you like wearing like a big coat and stuff, or are you just walking around in like shorts? Uh, big coat, definitely big coat. Good he's man. wrapped up. He's wrapped up. That's, that's sensible. <laughs> uh, right, Jason. Uh, sound yeah. of the season. Are you feeling festive yet? Yes, yes. L- living with my wife and family, definitely festive. Yes. Sounds like a temporary thing for you there. <laughs> uh, have, you done, have you done all your Christmas shopping and everything? Yeah, we're all we're all good to go. Uh, well, good, and uh, hopefully you're already listening to Absolute Radio Christmas Party as well, one of our our premium stations that you can listen to through the app. We do. We yeah, definitely Absolute Radio all the way. Yes. Good lads. Uh, and finally, what in terms of Scotland? Is there anything different that you guys do for your Christmas lunch, Christmas dinner type thing? Uh, we sometimes have. Haggis through uh, uh, the turkey stuffing. Haggis. Oh, Ooh. I'm all over that. That sounds pretty good, man. Oh. Right, we're starving. Yeah. Let's 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 move on with this. <laughs> uh, let's hear the sound effect one more time, uh, Jason. Yeah. Here we go. So it's the sound of the season, the festive season that is Christmas. But Jason, four, three, Absolute Radio coffee flasks. What is the sound of the season? I think it's a uh, Terry's chocolate orange being thumped onto a table. Let's have a listen one more time. Is that something you do? I mean, people have got different approaches to cracking open a Terry's yep. chocolate orange. You you whack it and slap it, do you? Some point the table, yep. Here we go. Is that the sound of the season? Here we go. <laughs> You're a winner and you've won. Yes! Wow. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It was indeed a Terry's chocolate orange being smacked onto the table here in Studio <laughs> One at Absolute Radio. Excellent. Thank you very much. I've heard that so many times over the last three days now. I will be going back via WH Smith's on the way home. I'm so hungry. I, I, I tell you what as well, someone texted in a minute ago saying, is it a sprout being cut? <laughs> what about that? We've had some weird stuff. <laughs> well done, Jason. You've just won Christmas. Good on you. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, guys. A great show. Thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, bless you. Say that again, sorry. No, no. Uh, three Absolute Radio Floss <laughs> coming your way and a fresh sound of the season tomorrow. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We've been talking about things that you have named after you created them after I got confused that it was Tuesday earlier and realised I couldn't have my Furthanator, which is uh, the name I give to my create-your-own-pizza of ham, beef and garlic butter. Uh, other things uh, that you have named, please. Uh, Jody from Maidenhead says, my wife has really curly dark hair and I find spider-looking clumps around the house that I call an NHS. My wife's name is Ness, hence Nessie Hair Spiders. <laughs> NHS. That's good, that's good. Uh, right, Dave's hanging on. Dave, what have uh, you named? I call it the, the Vichy Knot. It's my wife. Everything she touches on a flex or a cable, she knots it, and, it, and we can't undo it. It's, it's an impossible task. OK, so you call it the, the Vicky Knot after your wife and, and touching cables, etc. So I mean, my other half, Katie, does the same thing. All of her charger wires and everything are knotted together. <laughs> 
what is it? Is it some sort of? Is it? Is it? An affliction where he picks something up and it turns round and it just becomes a knot. Now, being that you're Vicky and and Bushy's Katie aren't here to defend themselves, Dave, I'm going to try and play that part (laughs) and suggest that they might say that what they've actually got is a superpower to be able to knot any cable or flex at touch. Does that sound like a superpower to you, Dave? It's it's quite similar to a, to a superpower, I'd say, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that defence is going to work. I'm only trying to help you both out. Yeah, I, I think it's more for uh, for Bush's wife that she doesn't um, seek retribution, that she has a black hole that forms in the middle of their the, the washing laundry basket. Or whatever Katie it's Slick. Like. It's the Katie Slick. If, you're, if <laughs> anyone in your life has a, a pile of clothes on the floor that suddenly suck up everything that you own, it's called a Slick. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm really liking that. I'm really liking that. Ricky uh, is, is hanging on thinking he's come up with the greatest creation of all. What is it, Ricky? Oh, so I've invented the Ricky Supernan at my local Indian restaurant. Wow, Ricky Supernan sounds like a superhero. Uh, do tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> Flying with a knot in his cape. There he goes. Yeah. So I've been living in my local village for about 15 years. I've been going to the local India for probably about 13 of those years. And it's become a habit, so I just started inventing my own naan. So I put chicken tikka, cheese and garlic in it. And it just started off a normal sized naan, and then it got bigger and bigger. So can I ask a question? How do you invent your own naan, though? Is that an option? Obviously, as I'm a local, if you like, they kind of just like um, chucked it together for me one night, and then wow. it, it kind of stuck, so I kept... I kept ordering it, and then obviously it made it to the menu. So I guess if you're going there regularly for 13 years, it buys you a little bit of uh, non time. Non time, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah. Some people say um, I probably have shares in the place. I've spent that much in there, but that's brilliant. So some some an Indian restaurant might have like uh, Paul Daniels on the front as a famous customer. Your actual invented naan is in the menu in this place. Do tell us what it is, and tell us what the restaurant is. So the restaurant is Shah's Indian Restaurant mm-hmm. um, in a village called Wellsbourne near Stratford-on-Avon. Um, Shah has actually cooked for King Charles before. Obviously, he was wow. King Charles at the time. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, and obviously yeah. we've been going there for a long time. And my naan is the Ricky Super Naan, which consists of chicken tikka, cheese, and garlic. I'd have that. Sounds like someone at your I'd... street, Richie. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It's probably best to share between two people because it's quite filling. There's no way he's sharing. No, no, quite right. You know me well. Now, Ricky, the question that I've got here is um, quite often when you see something on a menu that is, is named after someone, um, it will say in a small writing, proceeds of this will go to such and such. Do you get a cut of every Ricky Super Nun that is ordered? I don't actually get a cut from it, but they do look after me with my pints. Now that's our kind of deal. This is the Daily Takeaway. I'm really disappointed in you because, as you've heard during this episode of the Daily Takeaway, um, you made a right old fist of using my system this morning. I gave you a. a rundown on air. I, I left everybody a, uh, a video uh, on socials of, of how to do it. Which had a massive inaccuracy in it, yeah. <laughs> but not only did you not use air conditioning, but you used a de-icer. At no point did I say de-ice the windscreen with a de-icer. Is that not even in there? It's not even in there. Of course not. I need to, I, do you know what? Fair play to you. I need to look at the brochure again. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> so you don't need a de-icer? No, that's the whole point. Just get oh, in the car. Wow. <laughs> 